Deja here with another episode of No Pink Spandex, and I am joined by Jer and Spy today. Hello, gentlemen. How's it going? Oh, geez. In the house, <laughs> that's right. And today we have got to talk about issue number 50 of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. We just gonna get right into it. Right into mm-hmm. it. Because we have to chop it up before... We talked to Ryan Parrott, who's the writer of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic at the moment. We Before gotta... we can air our grievances. We, you know, because there's, there's some things we got to hash out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some things. Got to fight over the English language with him. But... <laughs> no lie. I am asking him, like, bro... Like, how do you say all these names? Like, li- like one by one, because I just, I, I want to be extra clear for everyone to hear. And he gave us receipts, so we can, we can reference. We'll see. I, I, there's, yeah, there's some receipts, and you, if you read it one way, the correct way, then you know that I'm right. But it's okay. But, but don't worry. Wow. We'll get, we'll get to that. We'll get to the that lies. when he gets here. When he gets here, okay? So. Let's talk about issue 50. Let's jump right into it. I mean, we, the last that we read from, from these wonderful heroes is that, uh, you know, things are getting a little testy. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's a certain blue ranger that just thinks that she's just, uh, you know, dragging the sequel. (laughs) So Right. And Trini was getting beaten down in her Zord hardcore. Yes. It's uh, it's rough because you got the uh, the Zord battle in the background with the Omega Rangers, and you've got the regular Rangers having their little ground battle with a uh, fake doggy. <laughs> with, so. with Dane, yeah. So, but yeah, this is kind of like this is this is the last part of this storyline. I don't know if it's like the the end of Necessary Evil, but it's at least it's you know it's like, ending of an arc yes yes ending of an arc because it looks like a lot of like they're keeping all these extra rangers around for mm-hmm. the next arc so but yeah lots of lots of hardcore battle here lots of going back and forth and that really is the bulk of the issue and pretty much what it should be um i know i talked about this last time but it's really good how they just keep going back and forth between like the different skirmishes you know like, they're able to maintain a nice flow of saying, like, here's the Zord battle, here's the Ranger battle, all that sort of stuff. That's always been a huge, strong suit of this comic, is that the the battles don't feel superfluous. And stagnant. Yes. And it's time for the, uh, the new Rangers to prove themselves. Let me tell like, you something, right? When we got up to that part, they're, they're fighting Dane, and... And the, the the Stone Canyon folk, like, listen, all right, all right, we 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 were gonna, we got to come up with something new. We gotta come up with a plan, you know what I mean? And their plan worked, okay. Not mm-hmm. only because I was not expecting jetting to be part of the plan. <laughs> I just love frantic, terrified Rocky. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's definitely unexpected. Like he, his eyes were so bugged out, he was just like, "All right, I don't know how to stop." They got to use Beta Seven. Good old Beta Seven. I love it too, because they've set up Dane as just this guy they cannot take down, 
and then these three by themselves, you know, do their little weird nonsense and it works, you know, like, like for somebody who's a super planned bad guy, you know, freneticness is a good weapon. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it shut up Kimberly real good. (laughs) See, that's the sad part is that after reading Go Go, it was her fault that they were not confident to begin with. Like Mm -hmm. they were doing their own thing. They were competent people. So this whole journey is kind of sad. It's like, Oh, we have to get back to where we were. It's not necessarily any growth on their part. Well, they grew to ignore Kimberly. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) This is, yeah, this is Kimberly getting put in her place. Right. Hello. Who made you Ranger monitor? (laughs) Cause she was just so she's yeah she's asking at Aisha yo so what's the plan though she's just like listen okay like grab a stick grab a ball get grab something that you don't normally grab okay all right because Tommy ain't here so you can't grab him so grab something and let's get at this dog like it, I, girl you tell her you tell her mm-hmm. I also like that. Uh, that meanwhile, uh, I forgot what, what did we what did we determine the robot's name was again? She, she, she. See, this, she? this is one of the names I'm gonna have to. Yes, yes. This is this is the more of the airing of the grievances. But I love <laughs> that he's he's so sassy, you know, because yes. because Adam's trying to check in. He's like, yeah, we're all sitting down here gossiping and braiding each other's hair. I'm like, that's. That's adorable. I love. I love in the middle of the battle, like the robot just gives you that sass talk. That's right. what we need. He, she has been, has been killing the game. Like he, he's just like he got the sass. Okay, he he will admit when he doesn't know something. Right. Um, like in the previous, I forgot which issue it was. He was leading uh, Ranger Slayer down to part of safe haven where it has the triangle part which looks like um which stargate i forgot what it was called but but you know like ranger slayer keeps asking him like yo like so like you got the right coordinates you sure i'm not gonna end in some like end up in some like dimensional abyss like are you sure that i'm gonna end up in the right spot he's like girl look i don't know like i'm doing the best (laughs) i can man like just Like, just come back. Like, it's, come on, girl. You know, and I was right? like, yes. Yeah, like, the first time they met him at the very end of the last Go-Go issue, he's like, oh, living things need food. That's right, whatever. Like, <laughs> nonstop sass all the time. I'm all about it. If only Alpha could be this sassy. If only. Uh... Without, you know, without resorting to a Brooklyn accent. Yeah, no, we don't, yeah. Again in my life again. The, the dark days, yes. <laughs> so, um, so guys, uh, we get up to the part where we're back to the Zord battle, mm-hmm. and you know, Garrison is, you know, he talking all this smack. Look at me, y'all ain't nothing. Ain't nobody got time for you. And it's Jason and Tommy who are all here in their perspective, um, Zords. And they're like, and Jason's like, well, you know, my Zord can adapt to, like, any Zord that I fight with. So, like, what you want to do, bro? Let's do it. Once again, the the solution is merging Zords in a random way again. And don't get me wrong. 
This red tiger thing is fire. I love it. It looks great. It looks awesome. It's sleek. Right? That's how, they awesome. Can, that's how they can get away with putting stuff together all the time because it looks cool. Mm-hmm. And I just love, like, the 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 uh, the scene of it combining, you know, like, the way it wraps around it, like, makes me think about Sailor Moon. <laughs> Only now it's, like, his uh, bandage obsession. That's all the bandages just wrapping around. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> the bandages are coming back. Oh, I love it. Yeah, because, I mean, it, it does fit because of the way the Zords are designed. They all look kind of stringy like that. Yeah, so all those little like, cables and whatnot. Yeah, so it's a really cool thing. I actually kind of wish we would have seen, like, a close-up shot of it happening as opposed to just, the you know, the silhouette. But still, it's it's a really cool thing. It's a great design. I will I will let Ryan know that maybe we can uh, pump the brakes on this solution <laughs> in the future <laughs> yeah, for a little bit. <laughs> but, um, uh, but I, I am not, I will not be one of those people because I, I just, I just think that like the whole, it, the whole, what the main points of Power Rangers is you have these giant robots who combine and if they combine with other things that they normally don't combine with and then they look cool and then it looks cool when they do the fight things and stuff, then like it's cool. Okay. It has to look cool though. Has to look cool. Well, that's yes. Right. I mean, that's the point. That's the cool. Cool. Cause if it, yeah. Cause if it looks lame, I don't want to see it fair it that is fair okay like the what was the last one um mecha zord or something mecha something yeah the, the mecha tiger zord the mecha tiger zord like it was okay it was pretty okay. militant though okay like you can get away with look like a gundam it's fine but like let's step it up next time <laughs> yeah uh so then we have the uh the return of everybody of everybody's favorite character from everybody's favorite arc Solar Ranger just shows up. Well, the reason why she shows up is because uh, they, like, Garrison was getting the the bricks beat off him, bro. Like, it was mm-hmm. not pretty. And so, they had to bring in the reinforcements. All the other empowered came around so that they could overpower uh, the, or overload uh, this Red Tiger situation. And but then oh but then the the the, the savior comes <laughs> <laughs> yes actually the uh the couple comes yeah the, b- both of them yes. okay the Ari father and, and the son yeah. i mean like you know just missing the trinity so yeah mm-hmm. what well, they have they're a team of seven right the uh the solar rangers so there's actually so, yeah yeah there's five more of them just chilling but uh, yeah, these two show up. And... Wait, it's seven. There's Cause, seven, yeah. Because you had the, f- you have it was Ra- wasn't it Ranger Slayer? Tanya? No, 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 no. No, there's actually seven Solar Rangers in that flashback. Remember that? There were seven Solar Rangers. I know, I, I, I know, but I'm trying to remember in terms of like with that whole like Beyond the Grid arc, arc where like the are the Rangers that we know. Like took yeah that adapted the powers from yeah. Them. yeah so I was trying to remember by that because <laughs> um... oh yeah yeah there was yeah there's uh, Magnet Defender Andros Tanya Cam Ranger Slayer and then these two so there's seven was it um uh, oh, and heckle the... yeah oh and heckle yeah so eight mm, eight it's a big team it's a big old team big old team. It's uh, very reminiscent of our, our Q Ranger. 
You called him Magnum Defender. You mean Mike? Well, I try to remember the better version. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. Mike is a massive downgrade. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so Ari and Remy, okay, yes. they come through and, uh, and save the day, pretty much. Because mm-hmm. I had forgotten that, like, Ranger Slayer was out there, you know, going there to retrieve them. Like, because they didn't say that, they didn't specifically say it was them, but it was really them. Come on. Well, I mean, you know, she's got, she's got friends. So. I would, I would assume, I, I wonder, do like, how much do they remember about that stuff? Yeah, that's the confusing part, is that I thought none of them were supposed to remember, and now they're all bringing them all back. <laughs> Yeah, like, I I can understand, like, the two Solar Rangers and, like, Ranger Slayer knowing each other because they're, like, not part of that main line. But, like, do they remember all their time with, with, with Mike and Andros and everybody? Because I assume yeah, they, got, like, they got, like, reset with their timelines, so. Mm. I don't know. It's messy. Another question for Ryan. Just mark that down. <laughs> yep mark that down uh yeah yes. who knows what and when <laughs> yeah so like ryan can you just leave us the whole bible of like exactly what happens with everybody? yeah okay, can you just tell us how you've got the next 50 issues planned out that'd be cool that'd be great that'd be awesome in fact can you just give us 51 right now and and then we'll just you know we'll just come back mm-hmm. again for 52 like you but you because you wrote, wrote them already so like you just exactly so uh so we're at the point now where the the tide is turning, and I like that uh, the Rangers are are taking down Dane and 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 Aisha's like, oh, you want to see B- say Beta eight through ten? She's like, I got more, I got more <laughs> going, you know. And uh, Kiakaya is uh, is desperate, and he's like, I'm out, I'm Bro. I'm good. <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna bounce. I, I, I'm, you know what? I'm a little okay. I think it. I guess it is in his character. For him to be like, listen, I'm not gonna get beat. Like, I'm not, I'm not dumb. Let mm-hmm. me live. I'm out of here. But it's, but he, he was set up to be so like, yo, I'm this, yeah, he had awesome a solution bad for guy, and this is what I do, and I'm this cunning and whatever. And like, he's like, yeah, no, I'm good. Girl, girl, bye. bye. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of a, a payoff with his story. No, I think yeah, I feel like this arc is more introducing him than it, and they have more plans for him down the road, which is I good. So. For everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think this is uh this whole line is more about the journey than the destination because there wasn't a lot of payoff for a lot of these villains. No, not particularly. But uh so now we get to the good stuff. This is like this is my favorite scene I think in the whole comic is Trini She's look look at her walking up in the sunset. Oh, can, you know, can I just can I just mention that like the 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 Solarix Woozy what's it's kind of yeah. absorbed all the powers from the um, the empowered embodied yeah right, yeah. yeah right the anointed so, the anointed the whatevers and so now they're not connected straight to the Morphin Grid and so now they don't have their powers so continue yeah she just shot them all out of yeah. the sky she showed up snapped her fingers and she was done <laughs> she captain marvel that ish go ahead continue yeah, yeah good, by the way good way none of them died when they were falling out of the sky yeah, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's good well, that's um, but... funky one up there he's got some cushion oh <laughs> they, they got they oh. got they got the cushion from the the last <laughs> remnants of the morphin grid right 
Yes. Uh, but yeah, so so Trini is walking up in the sunset, hair blowing in the wind, you know, light to her back. She's just, just casting this big shadow, like, what's up? It's time. You, you, you screwed with us too much, you know? She's ready to get her pound of flesh. And, uh, you know, Kia's like, oh, you're just going to give me some big heroic speech, you know, about how I've got to stop gotta learn the error of my ways and then Trina's like nah son <laughs> we ain't talking anymore no. it's time for a beatdown. we no, ain't that's talking not Power no Rangers. more <laughs> <laughs> that's not the lesson Power Rangers teaches us Trini oh uh, yes it does it's like <laughs> F you Trini is fully allowed to mean mug it right here <laughs> fully allowed we need Kaya but... to have her moment she needs to see the error of her ways she Listen. is long gone. She is not worth saving. <laughs> yeah. Beat the brakes off her. Yeah, you murdered uh, Blue Emissary, so uh, fun time is over. And then there's then there's a brief interlude quickly where uh, where Dane fe- frees Zed, which we knew had to happen some way. Right. Got to reset it. Yep. Yeah, you got to do the reset so we can get back to season two. But he's just like, ah, I'm, I'm gonna free you. Um, now we're even. And then he takes off, and, he, and Zed's completely ungrateful about it. Where he's just like, yeah, you're you're lucky. You're getting away. Like, you were captured, my guy. Like, you have such big talk. You were captured. You were done. Like, stop. Like, stop Mm -hmm. it. Lord Zed, stop. You are not getting out of there in any other way, shape, or form of your little cubbyhole. Ain't gonna happen. So, how about a thank you? But, (laughs) anyway. So, we get to the big fight. The big uh, Trini fight here. And this is where the question arises. <laughs> now don't now don't get me wrong. I think this pa- these these panels are hilarious. I genuinely chuckled when I read them and then I then I thought in my head for a second and I went back because Trini goes for a kick and she says K I Y A H H H which in my experience with watching Power Rangers when you say that, you're saying Kaya. Well, that would be the name. Kia. Kia. <laughs> Kia. Kaya. What is it? That's the question. Is it Kia? Is it Kaya? What is it? Because I read it as Hia. So Hia. I don't know. It is like, Kia. <laughs> like, Kia. Kaya. Kia. Kua. Kua. What is it? Because what? you you have Haya, right? Mm-hmm. So it could rhyme. It could be rhyming with Haya. Kaya. Mm-hmm. Like saying like yeah, but yes, like, yeah, Kaya. I don't know. Like my guy, vague here. You're vague. My guy. This is the quintessential question that I have. Not mm-hmm. the ending, which we'll get to. Not nah. nah, nah. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares about that? No, no, no. Yes. Read this panel. <laughs> read this panel. <laughs> Just read this panel. Just read this. This this one bubble to me right now. Read it right now. But then, but then, uh, but then, uh, Kiyakaya hits her with the tree knee, which I really enjoyed. Big fan of that. Oh my gosh. It's so good. It's so good. And it's just, it's just such a, like, just a, a stiff battle too, you know, where they're just absolutely laying in these big shots Mm -hmm. and the art does such a great job of just displaying that. Right. Just throwing them into the ground, knocking them around, bouncing them in the air. It's just good, great stuff. Let me see who yes. this is. Oh yeah, Danielli. I'm telling you. Yes, Danielli's killing it. 
And I just and I like you know the battle that got my little trident thing and I got my little uh, little blade. Just good stuff. Good good stuff. And then she just lays down the thunder with the big hammer shot. Yeah, she's just like I'm done. Like you uh-huh. you uh, I can't. Yeah you yeah you could bug out your eyes all you want to. Yeah, this is what we're doing. Goodbye. Like I just. Oh boy. But yeah. Um. Something. Okay. Like. Do you understand? Maybe just me. Maybe I'm. I've been reading so many comics and I've been recording so many shows and watching so many Beast Morphers. Like everything is just getting jumbled for me. I'm like, ah, like all this right. stuff where like it seems like either Ari or Remy they talk in and like the gate opened, the planets aligned, the Earth. Like who's what? Is she, what are we doing? <laughs> what, what are they talking about? Yeah, I wasn't, yeah. Especially because, like, at the beginning of the issue, all the, those same sort of word bubbles go to uh, the person in space. And I'm like, who's talking again? The person flying through space? I don't even remember anymore. Um, and you're right, because watching all these episodes and reading these comics, I'm even forgetting where I stand on things. I'm just like, I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> There's just so much stuff. But yes, it's, I. This is this is the perfect way to end the battle, though. Just the one-on-one battle you're done. Yes. Fantastic. And the way she delivers that final blow feels a lot like the way uh, Kiyakaya would deliver her big blows on people. Right. So yeah, it's just she's like, had some dramatic attacks in her day. Yeah. Hammer versus fist. Hammer wins. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Great stuff. And that and that little panel right there with, with the silhouette with the the sun in the back. Ugh. Ugh so relieved oh yeah yeah i was gonna say yeah the way she's standing with her head back it's like i'm just so exhausted and relieved finally this is over just just beautifully done and that that quote so that's it it's mm-hmm. very relatable mm-hmm. <laughs> yep yeah that's usually what i oh, we get what I, I was gonna say so that's it is usually you know how i feel after watching a power rangers team-up special but Ooh. <laughs> oh oh <laughs> Gosh, but I do like is that if, if I wanted one panel like as artwork, you know, like the sunset. yeah, man. Oh, I love it. Uh, so so Kiyakai and Garrison have both both been bottled up. They're done. It looks like the jar she's in actually has that same Omega symbol on it. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's got an Omega on it. So I see you, and the other one looks kind of like a pumpkin, but. <laughs> So yeah, it's we got kind of messed up that they get um, confinement, whereas the one villain who was so remorseful and didn't want any killing, he's the one who got killed. Cause he's a chump, and he'll listen to anybody to, and then just use his power. Like, nah, you need to go. Like, you need nah, nah. Hashtag justice for Cavotus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Green people <laughs> Could not have paid me to tell to tell you his name in that movie. <laughs> I had to look it up. But it was just a couple issues ago where it was just like, I don't want any killing. I just wanted to stop. Please help me. He was the one who was so remorseful, and he's the one who died. Yeah, but he still had no problem, like, hunting him down behind asteroids. Exactly, bro. Like He was blackmailed. He uh, had no choice. He could have used it against the people that was trying to make him do it. Like, come on, girl. Like, nah, uh You <laughs> had a choice. There's always a choice. Come so, on now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all all of these uh, depowered people now, they're like, Jason's like, you know, you can you can live here. You can go back to your home planet if you want. Whatever. You got no powers, but 
live your life. Yeah, live your life, because I have mine. Uh, you don't have yours. Um, yeah. I'm about to boy. <laughs> Right. Oh, my gosh. Like, he, like, I, yo, like, yeah, I don't need to be a ranger. Like, because I would be giving the hand of boy to every single one of them. Like, oh, so he, oh, so now y'all, now y'all. Now, so now y'all wondering what, what you want to do. Oh, really? Oh, really? Well, um, you know, I got a house over there that needs some cleaning. So maybe some of y'all could clean that house. You know, I got some laundry. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm a little hungry. Is there a store around this safe haven? Maybe you could get to the store. You know, they're going to have to, like, do some penance <laughs> for putting me right. through all this. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I would feel really helpless in that moment because a lot of these people are, like, you know, their planets might be destroyed or they're mm-hmm. exiled from it. And now it's just like live with all these randos on this new planet. That's uh, not a lot of great options there. So I don't feel that sorry. I'm not, I don't feel that sorry. I feel, I feel sorry. I feel sorry for the pink guy in the background with his bugged out eye. And he's just like, huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> By the word bubble. It's just like, you just see his one eyeball. His one little teeny tiny eyeball. What's going on, guys? Um, but yeah, so we have a nice little, uh, nice little, um, moment between the Solar Rangers and Ranger Slayer, and they confirm, you know, we got a new team. We got a new team of Solar Rangers. We're gonna probably gonna show them to you, you know, down the line, eventually. Ooh. You can keep them. <laughs> but they look, the suits look cool, pretty cool together. That's like, all right. Maybe Ryan can do something special with them, but <laughs> I'm not... I- anticipating anything from these guys watch yeah watch the new team of solar rangers just be the human versions of the psychos (laughs) (laughs) just throw them in there boom got a team ready to go well Um, i like ari i just you know so i you know i do yeah i I like her get it oh but uh yeah so then we got a little more trini and kim though you know other kim yeah, idealized Kim, yes. Kim. <laughs> better Kim yes <laughs> better Kim's there um yeah I I think it's I think it's good for Trini especially you know because she's been she's been having this nice little arc where it's like she feels guilty for lying to her Kim then she gets her new female friend who ends up lying to her and then she has to beat her down so now she gets to see her her talk to this version of Kim you know try to make some amends Although really, you got to make amends with your Kim. Doesn't count. Doesn't count to just talk to any Kim. <laughs> just, just pick a pick a dimensional Kim and be like, yeah. "All right, uh, you have not died yet. Okay, cool. So I'm really sorry for what I'm like. No, like you, no. There, there is no Kimberly Hive Mind. I'm sorry. No, no. Like so, Slayer's like, no, I gotta go home. So, you know. Do what you gotta She's do. She's got but... sins to atone for, like killing Kavotis. <laughs> Stop trying to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this is clearly like a, a setup for her little. Yeah, yeah the comic. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, she gotta she gotta go home and figure out her own stuff and 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 uh, and and. Maybe there are some other people over there who are looking for her. 
it for very different reasons. <laughs> they don't want to talk. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Yes, and then you know we we it seems like we finally get them, the two halves of the original team get on the same page. You know, finally being at peace with the fact that everybody lied to each other. Right. Lots of lying around. You know, we're all we're all good, and and you know, Tommy and Jason have to flex on each other. You know, with that weird sexual tension they have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah yeah. Okay, Kimberly's jealous, of course. She's just like, oh my gosh, like stop talking to each other. This is. Yeah, How do you get have a, more get chemistry room. with my man than I do? <laughs> mm-hmm. Where, so, all this time that these other three are away, they've been away to a peace conference, right? So they don't, they don't never like fly back home. Don't their parents ask for them? Like, what? I mean, yes, you can talk to your parents on the phone, but like. Don't your parents be like, okay, so when are you going to come home for Thanksgiving? Christmas? I don't know how long it takes to get there because they're, you know, all around the all around the uh, universe. No, 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 but Maybe their parents, but, but their parents are not, they don't know that they're in safe haven in some other galaxy. Well, no, but if you're in Switzerland, you ain't coming home for the weekend. No, I, just, <laughs> right? I get that, right? I get that. But at some point, right, the peace conference is not 24-7, like... At some point, you get you get to have a little, little vacation and you get to fly back home, and then you can go back to the peace. Like, how long does this peace conference go on? I mean, on I, this whole comic, I don't think it's been very long. Yeah, I mean, I would assume you would come home like on the holidays, but I don't know. I, I yeah, I, that was. I mean, it was over always a pathetic excuse in the show too. So who knows? Like we understood uh... in the show because, like, I mean, like, they're gone. But like, but now these these now they're all like talking to each other. They're active with each other now. So I'm just like, but they're parents though. So what? what I mean, I would liken it to being a foreign exchange student. You know, if you're going over there, you're only coming home. You know, maybe every five six months. But do they? After the semester, maybe they do. I mean, I think, I think if you if you're like, yeah, I want to go home like twice a year. They could probably do that, but they're not, you know, coming home like once a month or anything. No, no, I get that. I get that. It's just, you know, like these parents would be like, all right, so like, yo, you coming home anytime soon? Yeah, 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 sure. Uh, oh, yeah, you are, you're, uh, getting real good. <laughs> well, we're world peaceful sorry. yet? Nope, we're not. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're, uh, we're scuba diving. That's what's going on. A lot of scuba diving. Yeah. We're, we're, we're building the bridge with Ernie. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, come back. Oh gosh, uh, but yeah, it it was nice to like see them just talk. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, get a bit of closure and be like, okay, now we can kind of move on to the uh, to the newbies. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the newbies are standing there being like, yeah, That's right. <laughs> yeah. Aisha and Adam are super cocky, and Rocky's like, here goes, here goes. <laughs> Final mean mug from Aisha. <laughs> That's yeah. That's more of a sass mean mug right there. That's like that's like she's feeling herself. That's right. She was leading the team at one point. Hello, she gets. Mm-hmm. That's right. But Rocky is totally like, hello, hey guys, yeah. what's up? What's up? What's hey, hey, I'm I'm Rocky. <laughs> I have a I have a pocket on my shirt. Isn't it cool? Uh, Poor guy. 
Poor guy. And then you think it ends there. You're like, oh, this is nice. Oh, the end. No. They gave us the credits. <laughs> they ran the credits, and then they give us our, our Marvel after the credits scene. Because Zoro and Alpha contacted them like, hey, something's going on. Something's entering the atmosphere. I'm like, okay, let's go see what that is. Uh, but then, you know, we get a quick quick scene with Zed where just Zed sees the thing entering the atmosphere, too, and he's like, ooh, that's cool. All right. Plays with his snake staff. And then we uh, get the uh, the six rangers. They come out. They see the big meteor that's coming in that's about ready to hit Devin. And... <laughs> Devin? <laughs> what? Really? They, all get, they all get hit by meteors. All the rangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the meteor hits, and they're they fan they fan out conveniently into the two groups of newbies and obi old old Oldies? rangers, <laughs> oldies, <laughs> oh, the oldies, <laughs> eating at Arby's, and they fan into their two groups, and then we have ragged, five o'clock shadow, beat up looking draken. And he's scared. He says they're coming, and the Draken fanboys are too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we all kind of assumed it was Draken, because as much as we love these comics, as great as they are, as fantastic as the writing is. Once they create a new character that has a little bit of buzz, they will ride that thing into the ground. And here they did, literally. Yeah. <laughs> we managed to go... <laughs> yep. We managed to go two whole storylines without Draken, so Draken's gotta come back. The necessary evil. The fan favorite? Is it the fan favorite that they're... Uh... I mean, the only big characters they've created are him and Solar Ranger, and they're both in this issue. <laughs> they are. They are. Well, Ranger Slayer, sorry. They're all in this issue. Yeah, all of them. All of them. Yeah, all three all of them. All the originals. Yeah. No one's no one's clamoring for Finster 5. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably in the other dimension, so we'll see him. <laughs> but yeah, so Draken's here. With a weird face tattoo. Is that a tattoo? I wasn't sure if he was bleeding or what's going on. Yeah, it looks like he's got a face tattoo. He's got the old Mike Tyson. Yep. They're coming. Yep. Okay. I mean, so like... Machine Empire. Do you... <laughs> so, I mean, are, are you looking forward to what this new dragon is going to be all like about? No, <laughs> it's okay. So I think we've, we've said this plenty of times in the past and, you know, this is one of the main sticking points I had when they brought Tommy into go, go. And that's the idea that even if it's not a character or a concept that I in general am a fan of, I trust the process. I trust the writer. I trust him to do something interesting with it. It's not my ideal scenario, but if anybody can make it work, it's it's going to be Ryan. So 
with very little information to go on, all you know, you can only really say the cliche "wait and see." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I was. When's the last time that dragon has appeared as himself? As not like no like freaking uh, what you call it, um, flashback or whatever, but like as himself in the MMPR comic, the Shattered Good finale. That finale issue, that special one. Yeah, so that's like, like twenty five. That was like thirty. Yeah, yeah, right. Yes, it was thirty. It was thirty, and then that issue was a special one after thirty. Right Right. after it. So. So... No, I think or twenty nine because I think um, Beyond the Grid started right at thirty. So yeah, so something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, so to be fair, like I mean, yes, Dragon's name has been mentioned, <laughs> but like it's 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 been a minute that actual Draken has returned. It's been a minute. Yeah, yeah, no, not gonna, nope, sorry. We could check in briefly, a couple issues, it's, then you gotta it's, go. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, still, it's still too soon, and it's still the fact that for those 30 issues, he was so pervasive. Yeah. And he's still alive as well, and I remember him running a dagger through Tommy's back, very graphically. Mm-hmm. Why are you still around, sir? We gotta contain you. <laughs> yeah, put him in a jar. Just put him in a jar in the next issue and we're done. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, I think I think um, Daniele has a bit of a bit of a Game of Thrones love here because he's got this little pin on him. Oh, he's like, the hand. Yeah, he's the hand of the king. <laughs> he's Tyrion. I didn't notice that. He's the I was I was gonna. I mean, I couldn't put my I couldn't put words to it. I was just like, this reminds me of something, and I'm like, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Facts. No, I didn't even notice it until now. <laughs> Facts. Like he's kneeling and everything. Facts. Bend the knee. <laughs> but who would who would the god be the be a servant to? Who's who's coming? See, that's what I'm interested in seeing. Right? The whole necessary like what the, we've been hearing this necessary evil, necessary evil, and we haven't we had we didn't we didn't see what the necessary evil was until like now. So I'm well. I was gonna say the only the only hint we have is that variant cover. Remember that variant cover where like this creature that has like two voices just rips the red um, celestial dude in half. Oh, I haven't been reading. Oh, those. I, didn't, I don't think I. I've I forgot about one. those. Yeah. So oh, oh, you mean the, the um the, the the damn Mora ones? Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. I remember that. Okay. Like that's whatever the bad guy is, I assume. Okay. So, um yeah, I, I think I I think I'm I am in I am in I me personally, I'm interested. Sure, like are we dragging out probably. But Ryan is coming up soon. I guess he deserves Ryan, a shot. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> we've got some questions for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Receipts. So before we get to Ryan, just want to take a little pause and recognize the current times that we are in, right? 
okay? Black Lives Matter, right? I have been I have been speaking on this in my personal life, on the social medias, and now on this podcast. We're going to be talking about this for a minute for people who haven't caught up. If you didn't listen to previous episodes, I think you should. I think you should, especially a very good episode with myself, uh, Karen Ashley, and Nakia Baris, and my good friend Danielle from Toku Ladies Podcast. Like, we had a very good conversation, all black women talking about black things and our experiences and everything. So, please, if you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. However, it's going to take this little time. I've been telling stories, and... So, uh, and I need my friends to be there, be the audience so that I tell these stories because some of these, they haven't even heard. Um, so, cause you know, racism, racism is real. Okay. And, Uh and it also appears in forms of transportation. Now I normally take subway, (coughs) I take subway, take a bus, whatever, get to where I'm going usually quicker. Right. Mm -hmm. But like i buy a lot of gear and i buy a lot of like camera equipment and sometimes it's just easier to go pick it up in the store because um b&h is like one of the big ones here it's right here in in, um, in new york and so so it's just easier to go and pick it up sometimes or it's just you know like it's just sometimes easier right especially when i used to work right there like i at, at like this was around the time where I worked closer to where B&H was. So I'm like, okay, cool. But then you're like, fudge. The thing that you ordered is like really oversized. And you're like, okay, well, I can't get on the subway with this. Let me hail a taxi and go home. It'll be easier. Cool. Yeah. So for those, this right here was before Uber was popping like that. Okay. Before Lyft was even a thing. And the whole notion of not being able to hail a cab because you're black was real. It was real, real, real. Like there were legit, there would be times where I'm standing on the same block as a white person and they pass me and pick up the white person. Oh, wow. <laughs> legit. Without, or like they stop and they're saying, they ask me where I'm going. I tell them where I'm going. They're like, nah, that's too far. And they drive, which is against the law. You, they can't do that, but that they right? do it. Yeah, against the law here. Yeah, because like if you're a taxi cab, if you're a taxi cab, you, you, you have to take the person to their destination. Like because then because then like people would like me would never get home or never get to where they need to be, right? And so especially when I live in the Bronx, nobody none of the cabs want to go to the Bronx. And I'm just like, and and there would be very few where they were like, oh. Yeah, don't, I like pe- picking up people from the Bronx. Shoot, y'all, you know, it's a whole lot of money. All right, come on in, you know? And I'm just like, yeah, like, uh, come on. Like, I will. I, I have money to give you to pay for the cab. Come on. Anyway, this one time, I'm coming from B&H. I have a lot of camera gear that's oversized. I can't get on, and it's heavy. It's not even, like, light and oversized. It's heavy and oversized. I can't use the train. I have to use a car. And there are so like, man, so many Pintos pass by me, try to pick me up. I'm like, no, I'm not getting into a beat up old car. I'm not doing that. So many of them pass by, um, try to pick. No. So I'm trying to hail a cab. Nobody wants to stop by. Try to hail. I mean, I, I was there maybe about, it was like about the half hour mark. My and gosh. 
and there was a white guy that's been standing there for five minutes and he got into a cab that I wanted to get into and he was just like, yeah, well, I was stand I've been standing here for five minutes. Gets in the cab. No lie. That happened. Gosh. And so 45 minutes. It was almost an hour and I had not, I was not able to pick up a cab. I started crying on the street, like legit bawling because it's getting darker. I'm not saying like I'm fearing for my life, but like it, it, it was just the frustration from coming from work, trying to like just pick up some camera gear, trying to get home and I can't get home because no cabs want to pick me up. And is New York really like the stereotype where like they're always passing around, you just wave your hand and there should be one there in theory? So depending on the flow of traffic, like there, there are certain spots where you know where to hail a cab because then mm -hmm. you're going to have a fleet of them pass by. And yes, a lot of them, they might have people already in the, in their cars. There might be some people who are already off duty, but like you just happen to go off duty when you pass me by. Okay, cool. Whatever. But I mean, it, I shouldn't have to wait a whole, a whole hour and change. I think it was like a little over an hour before wow. like, a couple like felt so sorry for me and try to like hail a cab for me too. And I think they were black. So like we got oh. these black folks just trying to hail cabs. Teaming up. <laughs> it was so So it takes like, like three to like feel like a group of them would have value to transport? Pretty much. Wow. Jeez. Pretty much. Uh yeah, but I cried on the street. I literally cried on the street. Cause I was just like like I, I, I make good money, you know, like I have no, like I'm literally coming. Usually if you're coming from a store and I get it, sometimes people are rude and they, and mm. they go, they get into the cab and then they just bolt. They don't pay. And I get it. Like I, I, I'm not, I'm not, not sympathetic to it, but at the same time, context clues, my guy, I'm coming from B and H. I just paid a lot of money from B and H. I want to get into a cab to go home. Like, I'm going to have the money to you. Like, I'm going to the Bronx. You're going to make the money. Come on. But they you have feel a giant like, package. You're not running. <laughs> but they feel like they can make more runs in Manhattan and just pick up people in Manhattan. So, like, not only do I get the whole thing about, like, they don't want to go to the Bronx, right? Like, not, not only because I'm black, but now they don't even want to go to the Bronx. So, it's, it's a double-edged. Yeah. Mm. So, um, and that is not an uncommon story. That was just one of the stories that I remember that was just like so visceral for me that day. I was just like, I can't, like, I can't, this is, this is too much. This is not right. This is not right. But I haven't had to hail a cab since. Okay. Lyft is, whoo, answers prayer. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't, I don't be, I don't be hailing no taxis no more after that. Shoot. It's, it's Lyft. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, this, it's just like just a little sliver of what I go through. And um, yeah, it's sad that I have to go. There's like, I have a Rolodex of stories. Mm -hmm. Yep. So the next episode, you'll you'll hear another one. <laughs> it's so sad. But listen, I laugh because because uh, you don't want to start crying. So just let you know for you to support 
you can go to linktr.ee slash nopinkspandex. There will be a bunch of links to support No Pink Spandex, but there's also a little pop-up that says, want to support anti-racism? Click here. And then once you click there, it'll guide you to uh, more information on either how to donate or how to volunteer your time or just to kind of learn about what the Black Lives Matter movement is and why people like me are so passionate about it because racism is real and it's about being anti-racism okay anti-racism and, and it and it kind of falls in all different facets of our society some are more visible than others, but a lot are not visible. And that's what people are grappling with. They don't understand the ways in which it's not visible, but it's visible to us because it's happening to us. So link tr.ee slash no pink spandex. And now back to the show. We're here. Me and Jer, it's just me and Jer, you know, Spy, he, he had some serious business to handle after our little review, uh, but in his place, we have the wonderful, the talented Ryan Parrott. How are you, Ryan? Good. I got some big shoes to fill, so I'll do my best. <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> you know, just because 50 at MMPR, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers issue 50 is out. And we, I just have some questions. I just have just a couple of questions. Um, oh, where are you gonna start? So, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go big or go home. Uh, the ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. Start it. Say it. it's like memento. We're start at the end. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. The ending. Uh, so, Draken, he's back. Why? <laughs> Uh, well, he's really popular. Um, so that's part of it. Uh, but I think, I mean, he hasn't been technically in an issue in 20 issues or something like that. See, I, I told you that, Jerry. I told you that. Yes. Continue. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't. So I, I think I looked at it this way. Um, you know, like he's, he's extremely popular and there was a lot of conversations about, you know, bringing him back in, um, and, and just sort of seeing just because we didn't know where he was right <laughs> he's just sort of vanished after uh leaving promethea and no one's seen him since if that's the way at least that's the way it sort of played out with everyone's memory and the resetting of the universes but when we when we talked about bringing him back i, I my mandate was if we do bring him back i want to make him a different character i want I don't want this to be the same Draken that has an army behind him and is looking to s- destroy the Morphin Grid and kill the Power Rangers. I was like, I want this. This Draken is different. He's wounded. He's broken. Um, he's gone and seen some stuff. Uh, and the idea is, I think that allows for us to tell some really different stories with him. And I think he also has so much interesting emotional baggage with all the, the characters that that's been really fun to sort of play with. Um, so I just like the dynamic that he provides um, and just the way that he shakes up the status quo a little bit. So that's that's why uh, that's 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 the why behind it all. He's also got a Mike Tyson face tattoo. It's, uh, yeah, that's some scarring. But yeah, yeah, he's he's since. OK. Stuff. And I and I notice it looks like he's got a little hand of the king pin on his chest there. Uh, I will. I We will learn more about what stuff he has his accessories he has in the next year. Okay, so, he's T- yeah. Tyrion Oliver. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. That's where he's been. He's been Game of Thrones the whole time, guys. He was nice. he was playing. Yeah, he's behind the scenes, yeah. 
Uh, so here, here is here. So, so let's roll it back a little bit, right? Um, what we loved about this issue was that you see the what we call the replacements, you the, the Stone Canyon kids. Uh, you see them get their confidence back and and getting their bearings in order to fight this one of the. Uh, the the terrors, if you will, Dane, right? And yeah. and bouncing between Gogo and this issue, man, we were we were like, look, Kimberly, listen, um, <laughs> don't do not make me have to give you a backhand. You better lay off these kids. <laughs> so, um, what were some of the things that uh, that you were it was going through your mind in between? Like developing the relationship between the 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 Stone Canyon kids and the old guard. Well, yeah, I mean, I I think that was from the beginning. We were just trying to figure out the endpoint when we with forty. We were like, okay, these are three kids who who sort of uprooted their whole lives, sort of get thrown into the deep end of being Power Rangers, and then basically have to go up against the biggest threat they've ever faced, right? And it's sort of like the idea that like there wasn't any friction and that that happened easily would have, I just thought that's impossible. There was no way, uh, that, that would just be difficult for anybody. So I liked that, I liked starting them there. So, and that was what created, what was fun for me was like, okay, so we have that. And so we have sort of like the old guard and sort of the new guard. And the idea is just slowly seeing them, you know, learn on the job, get better, start to figure it out. And then ultimately after sort of having, you know, getting to meet the Omega Rangers, getting to meet the people they replaced and getting sort of words of wisdom of them, the idea that at the end we would see that moment when they basically sort of proved themselves as being, they're no longer rookies now. They've gone, they've, 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 you know, they've fought, they've lost, they've almost died a few times, but now they've gotten into that position where it's like, what I love the fact that Dane was constructed to be somebody that would see all the things about you and then basically rip you apart. He would strategize. He would he would tactically take you apart. So the only way to beat him is to bring something new to the game. And the idea is that the strength that defeats Dane is actually having the new kids come in. He doesn't have that ability to sort of tear them apart like he would the other people. And so I like that idea that they were the ones who discovered that and that they sort of used that to their advantage. Um, and also, who doesn't want to use jetting as a weapon? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, <laughs> poor, poor underutilized jetting. Oh yeah, I do love that. That Rocky was like, "Can we please never do that again?" I was like, "Well, that solves the cannon problem." So, <laughs> yep. Because because it was because it was so unexpected, and that's what we love. We love about like and like we need. I mean, I personally would love to see jetting again, but you know, it was <laughs> it lived very. It was a short lived uh, uh, transportational uh, uh, method. So. Yeah. Um, I, I, just to, not to I don't know, not to interrupt, but like I that's one of the things that I really liked about writing Aisha, honestly. I I I I, I like her because um I think she's the leader of the three of them. I think she's the one in charge. Um and I I know, and this is only because I've heard you guys talk this. I don't try to write her as angry. I really don't. <laughs> I, I I really tried I like to think of her as somebody who um, is a very aware of the situation. She's not, she's kind of always looking for the second shoe to drop. She's always, that's the way she's always the one who sort of sees danger. If you go back and read everything she says in the entire run, she's always seeing danger about two seconds before anybody else. Um, like she's the one who, when they go, where's, uh, where's the, where's your blue ranger? 
Like she's just like she's always kind of aware of it. And so I like the idea that that's why Adam and Rocky sort of follow along with her because she's just more uh, aware. And and so that's the way that I and so maybe that sounds as as angry or maybe that sounds as suspicious. But I've always just looked at her as someone who's just very sort of sensing the situation in the way that I think Trini would sort of feel empathy like feels everybody's empathy you can feel when people are upset i think she's she susses it out more in a direct way of like okay there's something wrong there there's something wrong there so that's just the way i've been applying it. i hope that's coming through if not i will uh, temper it as best as i can no 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 Here, here's here's what i said i said Please. that i like the sass i like the word she says <laughs> it's then like it'd be like good morning angry face <laughs> what's right, for dinner right. angry face <laughs> like, i'm like all right like let's can we you know you know uh us She's melanated folk we we yeah. we have different facial expressions we we can we oh. can do that you know what i'm saying i think in i forgot in was it gogo that we read um where i'm just like oh look she looks bubbly this is great <laughs> oh yeah the, the very last issue of gogo she's much more uh upbeat right yeah uh, so <laughs> well, she'll i'll keep i'll keep her fun i promise yeah fun but sass i love it no aisha's great aisha's great um and just write her like lisa <laughs> done done oh goodness and then there was also the dynamic between Jason and Tommy throughout this arc in general, but like literally them coming together, like literally coming together uh, in terms of um, talking yeah. through all of their baggage. Like, I mean, come on, come on, Ryan, Ryan, be honest, right? Like, like they're like the one true pairing, right? Like they're the couple that, everybody wants to see together because like they are talking like an old married couple <laughs> and it's great <laughs> yeah i think there's i mean gung-ho man i mean it all comes from that episode i their whole relationship i think is from that up from that one from season that season two season two or season i think it is anyways that's how i just see their relationship they're just they're very there's a they're the same character. Like they're the, they have a lot of the same qualities, but they have just lived such vastly different lives, and I feel like that makes it impossible for them to communicate. So uh, I mean, that's the that's my that's my PC answer. Did you mean? Okay, Jer. I know you. You had some words. There's a, there's a few there's a few things. Okay, uh, w one thing I want to talk about is okay. I, I love this. The, the Red Tiger looks great. It looks amazing. Thank it you. looks fantastic. Although I will say that between a lot of the issues I've read recently, it does seem like a lot of the times the solution is make a new Megazord that we've never seen before. I personally mean... don't have any problem with that, but go ahead, continue. <laughs> you mean like the show? No, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it just, it just, you know, it's uh, we got this, and we got the uh, the uh, turtles. We got one in there, and we got one in. Uh, Go go with the uh, the Mechazord and the Tigerzord, and it's just it's happening a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I think like uh, to me, like that's what the show did. Like it was always like, okay, we got the Zords, and then they become the Megazord. Oh, let's combine the Megazord with the White Tigerzord. Oh, let's combine, let's all put them into making a a, a raft or a battle mode. Oh, well, there's Tor. Let's combine them with Tor. Oh, they, like they just that's what that's what the show did. Was it just constantly? Upted and upted and upted and upted. I mean, you haven't even seen the Megazord and the Omega Megazord combined into the Mega Mega Megazord. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, I don't know if the up is real or not. The Ultrazord <laughs> in season two sucks. It really does. <laughs> but that's my point. It's just like I sort of go off the thing, and I, you know, I, I, I like that stuff. I really enjoy. Like I, I mean, I, I, I sort of 
the line in you know in 50 which he really says um you know the the omega range the omega zords are naturally adaptable to all zords i mean that's yeah i mean that's yeah <laughs> I, I will say that that panel where like the the red omega zord is wrapping around him i'm like that is so sailor moon i love that <laughs> <laughs> yeah cause there are different sizes because the red the 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 reds the red omega zord is probably a little smaller than the white tiger zord because it's it's they they would combine it's like it's probably the size of a regular zord not the size of a a fully i don't know I was, so that's way I, I liked i was like can it just wrap around and add armor to it as opposed to like yes. it's two pieces to, I, yeah i just thought that was kind of cooler that's why it yeah. looks like yeah so, uh, that's that's something else i love about the omega rangers the fact that trini is the powerhouse oh yeah like she's got the giant zord she's got the giant hammer I am all about that. Glad. So, like, in relation, like, does the Omega Zords in relation to your your regular Mega Zord, your Tiger Zord, like, in in terms of like size and you, like like which one? I mean, yes, like Trini is like <laughs> a brick house, but in terms of like size, like like in, in the scale, uh, what what would they be? I don't know the exact things. I actually Danielle knows better than I because of the design <laughs> stuff. But I remember if you go back and you watch, read, I think it's forty three or forty four when they fight Dane because Dane's fighting the Thunder Megazord, so they're the same size. And then I think when the when the four Omegazords show up, those four, if you combine them, not saying that will happen, just saying if you did, um, they <laughs> would basically make something the size of the Thunder Megazord. So they have to be slightly smaller right. in order to right yeah so that's the way that we sort of thought that thing through so which i think i think they're basically probably the same size as the individual zords um although they you know yeah because uh, they don't yeah. yeah yeah i mean power rangers has always fudged the size because yeah, like with okay. the shogun zords they're exactly. all about the size of a megazord then they combine they're still the size of a megazord yeah so. <laughs> which doesn't make any theoretical sense at all but exactly you know, yeah, yeah. So my next question, I was going to ask about this next character, but first I have to ask this question, okay? Um, there are many names in this comic. Oh, boy. And we say, we butcher all these names, okay? So I just want the definitive <laughs> answer to how you say the Blue Omega Ranger's name. What Kaya? is her name? Her name's Kaya. Do you hear that, Jer? Listen, <laughs> okay... You can call it Kia if you want. It's fine. I'm, it's don't, all in your head. Don't kowtow to him. Yes. <laughs> Kia and, yeah, and her last name's Soul. We're, we're good with that. <laughs> I'm not going to tell – I I actually – I'm not going to make – I'm not going to tell anybody how to pronounce names in any of their – in their heads. That's That seems like that goes beyond the, 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 the power of a writer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in terms of – in terms of Kia, Kaya, uh, in terms of her and – in your in your mind, was she like always like really evil deep down, like kind of sort of evil, but like was trying to like subdue it just to like placate the these little good goody two shoes, and then she was just like I or like where did you see the trajectory of her character? Um, I think I started as like she was somebody who had her whole world basically taken away in like 30 seconds, right? She has her family with her. She gets hit with this incredible power. They all get wiped out because of it. And then not only does she not get to grieve, but she basically gets like chased out of town and has to flee her planet because they think she's a demon. And she's sort of thrown into the deep end. Um, she has just no idea what's going on. And she gets kind of pulled up into this world with, you know, with the blue emissary and who's not the most eloquent person when it comes to explaining situations. He's not, he's, he's not, not. 
he's not great at that. You know, he's a little distant. And so I think she's trying to figure that all out. And he gave her an opportunity to, I think, I'm not going to say punch her way out of her grief, but basically was like, look, if you want to, I know you're going through some stuff, but I'm going to give you an, I'm going to give you an outlet for it. And so he gave her one, which was to use that power in a way to hopefully help people, but she's still alone and she's still lost. And so I think when everything started to start to slide together, where she discovered that Lord Draken was the one who'd caused shattered grid and that, that Tommy was somebody who was still out there. And that in this reality, we were about to give him more power. I think she's basically was like, look, this thing that took everything away from me, you guys are on the verge of potentially having happen again. And no one thinks this is a bad idea. Why, why it does no, like, I think that connection of realizing that the Rangers were in some ways responsible for not, for everything that had happened to her. And they weren't upfront about that, I think is what basically made her, sort of like I can't do this anymore. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take matters into my own hands and I'm going to I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure this never happens to anyone else. And I think that's the way that she saw it. I don't think she was ever vindictive or evil. I don't even I think if one you know I I, I had some people who were sort of complaints like she always keeps trying to talk them out of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, she doesn't want to kill anyone. She she would prefer not to do that, but they just keep not <laughs> letting her do that. And like so she's like she tries to I think at each stage she's literally trying to just step aside and let me take over and we can end this. But ironic, but she doesn't see the, what she's, the way she's doing it and the way that she's acting is completely wrong. And I think that when Kimberly says the only person who's looking like a crazy warlord right now is you, I think that she's 100% right. She, her method had, she'd gone so, she'd gone so in her own head that she completely lost sight of what, like she was, she'd become the enemy that she was trying to stop. So that's the way I saw her. I, I, you know, I, I, she's not perfect. I, the one thing I also thought was interesting was the idea that like, you don't know who she was before before all this happened and tragic things can happen to bad people and they can, and you know, and you can feel sorry for them, but that doesn't change who they are. So I, I, I not, not saying she's a bad person, but I think she might be somebody who, you know, she's not perfect. She's not, she wasn't, cho here's the thing. She wasn't really chosen to be a ranger. She wasn't chosen for her virtues and her skills. She was sort of, no pun intended, anointed a ranger by the by because they were the first one they found and they thought they could use her to help things. So I think that mm -hmm. might have played into it. I don't know if that answers your question, but that's that's the way I saw her. No, I totally understand. Uh, Kaya's always been evil. That's my I, I stand by it, but that's okay. No, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, kidding. No, but actually, but like it's it's an interesting character to see that she became somebody she did not. She was trying to prevent. Stop. Yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah, she became Draken when she was terrified of Draken and didn't see it coming. Right. Like I, I, that's the thing that I liked about it was that she she ends up becoming the very thing she hates. Yeah, I mean the best bad guys are always the ones where you can understand where they're coming from. Right. Yeah. And yeah, and that's exactly who she is. You know, like I I, I would prefer a character like her as opposed to a Draken because to me Draken's just like he's just an evil guy. Like whatever. He's Tommy. He made the he made the wrong choice and then he went down the path. But with her. Like, I totally get her logic about, like, Draken did this, and this is the same guy. It's just yeah. a different universe, but it's the same dude, so why are you trusting this one? Yeah. Agreed. But look, I will go on the record to say that, you know, even though Draken's back, right, and 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 some people on this panel are, are a little tepid, not, not to name no names, however, <laughs> I I am intrigued because you are writing it. And I'm not just saying that because you're here. Uh, we said it when you're not here. So oh, yeah. I, I'm 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 looking forward to 51. I'm looking forward. 
I'm looking forward to what you do with Draken and how he because like literally like the last thing he's like they're coming I'm just like so so he's scared of people now I'm like yes mm-hmm. awesome yeah <laughs> <laughs> great you be scared you you need to be scared right um <laughs> I guess lastly but not leastly there is there are two other people in this comic that you know they make their appearance a little bit uh you got the uh these uh or you got remy and ari you mm-hmm. know making their appearance saving the day all right um what made what made you decide that that would be the answer to ending this arc if you will um well as you guys probably read enough of my books now you know like i'm all about last minute save the day that's 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 my that's my go-to move um so it was it was like it just seemed appropriate and i couldn't bring in another megazord so uh, i'm kidding uh, <laughs> but uh but um no i i we when we were crafting the outline um I, i'd created um i'd created sort of the idea of the empowered and, and the idea that they had sort of a main line to the to the morphin grid but i didn't quite know how to get rid of it i was like well, how are they how are they going to beat them and it was i was outlining it sort of in the middle of 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 marguerite's run and i was talking to daphna about it she's like well we have the solarix and i was like what's that because <laughs> i hadn't read any of the stuff yet i'd only sort of seen a little bit of it and uh it's like well it's this thing that can actually absorb morphin energy i was like wait you guys have a MacGuffin." That can absorb Morgan Morphin energy, and I created a villain that is main like this. We have to use that, and so so I don't have to create one. Let's do that. And so I love that it was able to. And so the minute that that became a because I'd always known we talked about. It, I was like, I want, I want fifty to be a culmination of not just necessary evil. I want it to be a culmination of all the issues from from Mighty Morphin Zero and and Gogo One all the way to the end, all eighty something issues or whatever. And I was like, is there a way to do that? And so I wanted to bring in. Uh, the solar rangers to do that and just the fact that they had that made it easier so the idea of sort of you know they we save their universe and so they get to kind of come in and save the day um just felt like a good way to sort of tie up everything in a way that hopefully with you know i i've always said this but like shattered grid for necessary evil was for me was sort of showing the consequences of shattered grid and hopefully by the end of it sort of giving you an introduction to the superhero universe that we created, which has the coinless universe. And then it has um, the Omega Rangers and the power Rangers. And it has, you know, new and, and it has all of these different places. And the idea is like, let's use that now. Let's use this as a place to, to tell stories in this and not just do, you know, I've said this to several people, but um, Gogo was really hard. Gogo 21 through 32 was really difficult because it was writing, uh, a, a companion series to an ongoing event tied to, to a TV show from 25 years ago and finding a way to weave that story in and give you guys new information on things you already knew in a prequel series is just hard. It was really, it was a difficult process to try and find new ways to to do that. And so I don't want to do an, I don't want to write the Power Ranger books toward the events of the show anymore. That's not to say they're not canon and that's not to say that that they that they don't matter. They do. They they but I don't want to just speed through this just let's just I don't want to start writing the series towards towards uh, the events of the show. That's mm. that's it like we we've, we've spent so much time building this universe. Let's use it. Let's use it. So things are going to slow down a lot going forward. Um, it's going to be, I want to use all these characters that we've created. I want to try and use this universe. I want to look at, and I want to bring in things from the other seasons that are, that are out there, but I want to look at them through the lens of the mighty Morphin universe and this t- moment in time. So that's, that's the way, the reason I was able, I wanted to bring them in because I felt like we've, we've created them. They're there. They, the solar Rangers exist in that universe and let's, let's not just forget about them. Let's like, that's a part 
part of it. Like they exist in the same. They're just as important as Time Force and and Dino Charge and all that stuff. So like I, I feel like that's why I wanted to do it. Um, and that was the whole goal of everything. Well, listen, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I know, and I can speak for Jared that he's looking forward to it, right? Uh, of course. 50 is out now. Please go get uh, issue number 50 of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. If you don't, then you're not a Power Ranger fan, and you're horrible, and you shouldn't uh, count yourself as a fan. No, I'm kidding, kidding, <laughs> kidding. We thank you, Ryan, for stopping by and, and giving, you know, your... Your, your insight, it's always welcome, and we, we welcome you back anytime. Awesome. Well, you guys are the best. I really appreciate all your uh, all your comments and, you know, pushing the book and being saying nice things to me and, you know, being critical. I appreciate the criticism. It's good. I think it's always important to understand what's, you know, what's working and what's not, and, and everybody has good reasons, so I always appreciate it. So keep it up. Keep up with the hard work. 